Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all across the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase kicking off another week of shows Monday through Friday. Download it into your phone when you subscribe to LOE wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, you name it, we are available on all platforms Monday through Friday, five days a week. We are your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. And guess what? We head to Twitter right after the show too. Constantly talking birds all year round. And hey, it's a perfect time to do that with training camp in full swing at the NovaCare Complex. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds at DBACLOE. Gino is at GC24 underscore football. Guys, I got to start today's show with some bad news on the Carson Wentz injury front. If you were hoping to get that 2022 first-round draft pick from the Indianapolis Colts through that Carson Wentz trade, instead of having it turn into a second-round pick, right? We all know now, but for our new listeners, Carson Wentz traded from the Eagles to the Colts. If Wentz played 75% of the snaps for Indy this year, the Eagles get a first-round pick, or he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. Well, if you were hoping for some good news on Carson Wentz's foot injury he suffered last Thursday that made him out indefinitely, that was per Adam Schefter of ESPN, you probably weren't a fan of Schefter's update today. Carson Wentz did get the surgery from Dr. James Andrews that will put him on the shelf for 5 to 12 weeks. He'd miss, hypothetically, let's say he does miss those 12 weeks as the max, he'd likely miss the first month and a half of the season, six weeks, and that would put him behind the 75% mark for the season and likely on that timetable, likely the 70% and playoffs. So I just, man, it doesn't look good for the Eagles. Guys, I think that is going to be a second-round draft pick the Eagles get from the Colts in 2022. He had the foot surgery again. It could sideline him for only a month, but again, the max could be three months. So that's still a very unknown timetable for Carson Wentz, the Eagles' former franchise quarterback. They had to remove a bone in his foot. And we guys, we know how foot injuries are. We know how unpredictable they are. Even when you think you're back healthy 100%, rehabs can be tricky with that. And I just am doubting right now that he does make that mark to get the Eagles a first-round pick in 2022. And look, there is some optimism for us. Chris Mortensen of ESPN said about an hour ago on his personal Twitter account that the Colts are not currently looking to trade for a veteran quarterback. They're hoping that Carson Wentz can rehab in about two weeks and try to make it to week one, or at least within 
the week one to week three timetable, kind of like he did back in 2018, right where Nick Foles started against the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wentz came back week three off that torn ACL uh, against the Colts. And that, though, is a different story because Wentz had, at that point, about a year, a little less than a year, to rehab those ligament injuries, whereas this is new and it's a foot injury that is just, again, very unpredictable. So I'm not feeling great about the Eagles' chances at getting a one for Carson next year. But look, if it's a second-round pick, I don't get the sentiment that I'm seeing on Twitter today that says, like, oh, I saw this from a couple national reporters and and analysts that said, ah, first-round pick going out of the window. That really hurts the Eagles' plans when it comes to what they were looking to do at quarterback next year if Jalen Hurts does not prove to be the guy in 2021 or if they are looking to acquire somebody like Deshaun Watson right now this summer, as some people believe they are, in fact, interested in doing. Not having that first-round pick kind of throws a wrench through the plans, but I don't really agree with that, guys. I think two first-round picks next year, you got to remember, Carson Wentz and that Colts pick, that would have been your third first-round pick in 2022. The Eagles have their own first, and they have the Miami Dolphins pick. So they have two first-round picks next year guaranteed, and they have at least guaranteed two second-round picks. So that's two firsts and two seconds next year that you can use if you have to go trade up for a quarterback in the draft or if you want to trade for a veteran star quarterback that becomes available on the open market. And it's not like you also don't have future first-round picks that you can also use. I mean, look back in 2016. The Eagles didn't have two firsts and two seconds at their disposal to go get Carson Wentz. They had to be creative. They had to be innovative, leaping up the board from 13-8-2. to to And while that's a hard... Um, pattern to repeat and it's not really a great blueprint of how to acquire your quarterback because teams can just shut the door on that you have to have two to tango and for the Eagles that year they had to have multiple teams to tango they had to have three to tango themselves the Browns and the Miami Dolphins the Dolphins had to be willing to take on Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell's contracts so that's just not a likely pattern but you don't have to use that or I should say that strategy considering you have two first round picks next year and at least two seconds. And there is still hope that that first round pick could be just that from Indianapolis instead of a two. Again, I don't really think it's looking good. That doesn't really mean the sky is falling though for the Eagles. Getting a second round pick back for Wentz considering this injury looks pretty good because apparently this injury stems back from a high school foot injury that Carson Wentz suffered. That was according to Frank Reich. Over time, a broken bone in Wentz's foot that was removed by the doctor during surgery this week, that apparently was something that broke over time and came loose. It was suffered in high school and then repeated trauma, Wentz playing for another near decade, right? At this point, after all of those years of playing football on that foot, it finally came loose this year. But when he says over time the broken bone came loose, my question is, when was what what is over time? Like was that happening in Philadelphia? Did the Eagles know about this injury? Like that's crazy. I mean, was that part of them getting out of Carson Wentz's contract? Did they know about this? I'm not sure. Did they know about this when they traded up for him and they thought it was worth the risk and maybe it wasn't something that was seen as detrimental to his long-term career? I don't know. But this, you guys have heard me before say that I don't think Carson Wentz is injury prone. I don't think a fluke injury 
getting his ribs broken in the preseason of 2016 showed any trend. I don't really think his ACL injury in 2017 showed me a trend. It could after that. Soft tissue injuries could lead to more. But then in 2018, his leg was fine. 2019, it was fine. 2020, it was fine. You look at the back injury in 2018, that seemed fluky to me. The concussion in 2019 off of a cheap shot. Just there there weren't those Sidney Jones, Sam Bradford type of injuries where it was just the same thing over and over again. Injuries that do happen consistently. Once you suffer one of them, it continuously happens over a long period of time. But this kind of injury where it was a foot injury in high school that was going to continue to ail him throughout his career. And now after a a matter of time, the broken bone came loose. That is an injury prone type of injury where now this could be something that affects him going forward over and over again, especially considering Carson Wentz's style. So I'm just fascinated to know when the Eagles knew about this, or if they knew about this, Frank Reich knew about it, so they had to have, and maybe they just didn't think it was that serious. I don't know, though. How did that affect other injuries to Carson? How did it affect his mobility when you pile that on top of an ACL injury and a back injury as well? It's crazy, man. I kind of feel bad for Carson Wentz. A lot of Eagles fans really don't at this point. I just think you look at his career, the first five years, what he's had to deal with, and you guys have heard me with the synopsis before. I'm not going to go through everything Carson Wentz dealt with in Philadelphia, but man, he's dealt with a lot more than most in his first five years, and it just continues to pile on him. He finally gets a fresh start. It seems like a team finally built around him the right way, and a month before the season starts, he's dealing with this kind of serious injury. And again, he could come back week one, but I don't really like that trajectory. I'm not going to predict that. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles, ooh, baby, it's brought to you by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's not even a protein bar, basically. I mean, it is, but it tastes just like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft. It's easy to chew. It's built bar, but it is a protein bar. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories in every bar range from only 130 to 180. Also, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. It's a healthy alternative to your Reese's Cup or your Kit Kat or your Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bar. That's a go-to for me. But Built Bar, it fills that chocolate craving, and it's healthy. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. There's a flavor for everybody, and I can get you 15% off today at Built.com when you use our promo code. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at Built.com for 15% off your next order at Built Bar. Could you imagine, here's a scenario that everybody's talking about today. Imagine if they did trade for Nick Foles. And that just would pile on. I mean, he finally gets out of Philadelphia, right? Where they just drafted another quarterback in the second round after all the Nick Foles stuff. He's reuniting with Frank Reich. And then the Colts sign Nick Foles back. The guy that took over for Wentz two years in a row. And Nick Foles wants it. Did you guys hear that press conference today? Nick Foles in Chicago was basically begging to get traded. He sounded like a man absolutely on a mission. I've never heard Nick Foles that... I don't want to say what's cocky the word or not arrogant, but like confident in himself and just bold. He pretty much pitched to the Colts how good he was with Frank Reich in 2017. He said the the best quote, I think it's insane, but he said he is better right now than he was in 2017, 2018 during the Super Bowl. I mean, that is crazy. 
but I kind of understand why Nick Foles sounds so motivated right now in Chicago. Number one, he's left for dead on the third team. He's a former Super Bowl MVP that's playing with the third team behind Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. And I could understand it if I was Foles being behind Fields, but Andy Dalton, I'm Nick Foles. I'm like, I'm not being behind Andy Dalton. So I get why he's motivated to get out of there. And I also get it too because I think Nick Foles, he could be very content right now with his career and say, look, I did something that more, I would say 99% of people just don't do. I went on a historic run. I won a Super Bowl. I beat the greatest quarterback of all time in a shootout. And I handed a city, one of the biggest football markets in the world, I handed them their first championship ever. A lot of people would be satisfied with that. And then, by the way, I took over the next year and proved it wasn't a fluke and nearly brought them back that same team with more issues, nearly back to the NFC Championship. A lot of people would be okay with that, especially a guy like Nick Foles. If you read his book, he was ready to hang it up in the 2017 offseason before he went to, or I should say 2016, after the Rams run in St. Louis, before he went to Kansas City, he was ready to retire. So you think Nick Foles would be okay with his career, but no. He sounded motivated today more than he ever has. And I think it's because he doesn't want to be seen. I think he's thinking about his NFL legacy now, looking back how people will see his career. And I think despite the success, the historic success he had in Philadelphia, I think he doesn't want to be seen looking back as this unicorn that only showed his horn randomly in Philadelphia, unpredictably so in 2013, then 2017, then 2018 this urban legend almost that just couldn't make it anywhere else. It was Philly or bust. He was either a legend in Philadelphia or he was a scrub that shouldn't even be in the league because that's kind of how Nick Foles' career path has gone. 2013, he throws 27 touchdowns and two picks. He gets hurt. He gets traded to St. Louis where they think he's going to be the guy, the missing piece with that loaded defense that kept winning seven games with, I couldn't even tell you who uh, those guys, those quarterbacks were. I know Austin Davis was one of them, right? And he flames out in St. Louis. Nick Foles basically played himself out of the league, nearly retired. Then he's a backup for Alex Smith in Kansas City. He comes to Philadelphia. He's a legend, right? And you think after 2018, okay, Foles finally going to get another shot to be a franchise quarterback in Jacksonville. Just like the Rams, the Jaguars think Nick Foles is the missing piece. It's crazy. Multiple teams have thought Nick Foles was the missing piece to a Super Bowl run. The one team that didn't in the Eagles won the championship with him, right? Because he was going to go with that historically good Jaguars defense that carried Blake Bortles to the 2017 AFC Championship game. They had a two-score lead on New England. I thought for a bit they were going to play Philadelphia in Super Bowl 52, but Nick Foles again was awful and got replaced by Gardner Minshew. And then Chicago, the same thing, got a chance to be the starter again last year when Mitchell Trubisky went down. Won some big games. He beat Tom Brady on primetime football again, but just did not play well. And so I think Nick Foles is really motivated right now, and I think he wants to be an indie bad because I think he doesn't want people to think that his career was this just insane fluke, right? Again, this unicorn that only showed up in Philadelphia. When he wasn't in Philly, he was just a horse. Little advice for Indianapolis, though. If I'm trying to make this Carson Wentz thing work, I'm not trading for Nick Foles. Uh, I'm not. Eagles Twitter, by the way, today, absolutely on one with these scenarios. I saw one that said, imagine a Nick Foles, not that this would ever happen, but imagine a Colts-Eagles Super Bowl where Nick Foles is starting 
and Jalen Hurts is starting, Carson Wentz is watching on the sidelines. Or better yet, I saw one where it's the reverse of 2017. Nick Foles is starting for the Colts. Carson Wentz's foot injury takes longer than expected to heal. And then suddenly Wentz comes back, takes over for Foles at the end of the year, and goes on a Super Bowl run. <laughs> this was all from Eagles Twitter. That's what I love about Eagles fans, man. Even when these players, and you guys probably say you're sick of hearing about them, but even when these players like Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, they're in Chicago, they're in Indianapolis, we find a way to still stay tied together with these players. And they're legends, I think. I still think Carson Wentz is a legend, too. He was part of a huge, one of the biggest reasons you won a Super Bowl. To me, that's legendary. So these guys, just funny Eagles fans, are always still keeping tabs and commenting more than probably those fan bases. It's just, it was funny to like read the Adam Schefter tweets and Chris Mortensen and see Eagles fans mostly taking over that feed. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, it's the fastest and it's the easiest way to bet on all your sports action this year. All the NFL bets you're getting ready to make in just a month and a half. Baseball season's in full swing as well. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is when you use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at betonline.ag and you'll receive a 50% off welcome bonus. Go bet on Jalen Hurts to win MVP. The odds, pretty good for you. I don't think it's going to happen, but you'll win a lot of money if he goes off like Carson Wentz did in 2017. Hey, who saw that coming? Or Devontae Smith to win Rookie of the Year. Head over to the website and use LOCKEDON, the promo code LOCKEDON, for 50% off a welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, before we wrap up this edition of Lockdown Eagles, let's get into some camp news. Not a lot going on to start the week. We are going to go around the beat. So today I wanted to get more into the implications of next year's draft when it comes to Carson Wentz's injury. And the Nick Foles stuff today, that, that interview was too good not to talk about, considering he's maybe the most popular Eagle of all time. Maybe Brian Dawkins is one and Nick Foles is number two. Um, so those were things definitely had to talk about on the show today, especially with a slow news day. But we will go around the beat this week. We have a special guest, an Eagles beat reporter, who's been down at training camp throughout the last week and a half. And he's going to update us on how the camp battles are going on both offense and defense, how Nick Sirianni is doing in year one, how Jalen Hurts is doing in year one as QB1. We'll dive deep into the details of practice. I want to get, though, a perspective that has been someone that has a perspective that has been on the field up close watching those. So stay tuned for that coming up this week. Could be tomorrow, could be the next day, depending on our guest schedule. But uh, one thing we do have to get into from camp today, Devontae Smith is week to week with an MCL sprain. And so the Eagles don't think, do not be alarmed, the Eagles don't think he's going to miss a lot of time. It is rather disappointing, though, to know he's not going to be on the field for a bit, maybe until the preseason. I don't even know if they're going to play him in the preseason. I think the Eagles think that he's so far along and he's just so good that he might be good already. You know, where he can just play week one and he's still going to be a star. 
And with Devontae Smith, I don't doubt that. But I do want him getting that chemistry back with Jalen Hurts because some people will say he doesn't need the reps with Hurts because he played with him in Alabama. But remember, that was a freshman Devontae Smith. That was years and years ago, 2018. So, you know, that was going at three, going on four years. And they only played a few games together because that was around the time that Hurts lost his job to Tua Tagovailoa. So I want him on the field to get that chemistry. So that's where it's rather disappointing. And just outside of Jalen Hurts, like this is the last guy I want getting hurt. He is easily, by far, the guy that carries the most excitement on this football team. I think he is the person everybody's anticipating watching more than even Jalen Hurts in 2021. I said on Lockdown NFL last week, and we were talking about the biggest storylines in Eagles training camp. And obviously, Jalen Hurts trying to prove himself to be QB1 and hold off Howie Roseman from using all those assets in the offseason or this summer for a quarterback is the biggest story. But I said the other one, I mean, there's other bigger battles in camp, right? Like the left tackle battle between Jordan Maialata and Andre Dillard and uh, Josh Sweat versus Derek Barnett, those kind of things, right? The more notable camp battles. But I said outside of Jalen Hurts, like we're watching, we're not watching those as much as we're going to watch just Devontae Smith for the pure excitement. Because I think he is the most exciting acquisition when it comes to a draft pick, a free agent signing, a trade. Anything, any player the Eagles have brought in since 2016, since Carson Wentz, Devontae Smith is easily the most exciting guy they've gotten since Carson. I think that's easy. And so for him to not be on the field right when we're getting into the hype of training camp only in week two, it's disappointing. But it's good to know, though, that this injury is not serious in nature and that he should be back soon. And it kind of helps though. It gives, you never want to say an injury helps, especially to a guy this important for your future, your future wide receiver one, hopefully your wide receiver one right now. That is the plan. But this does open a window of opportunity for Jalen Rager to get more snaps. Travis Fulgham with the first team. Quez Watkins, who had a big day today, he caught a deep touchdown in 11-on-11s, right? And John Hightower, Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, this young wide receiver core, they're all going to get more reps, and they're going to have to step up with wide receiver one sidelined for maybe a few weeks. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Eagles. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tomorrow we will be back. We'll be back Wednesday as well, and Thursday and Friday, daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on Locked on Eagles. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Birds, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. We'll see you tomorrow. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go Birds.